Pray about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, 
and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Verses 1 through 31, all of Genesis chapter 1. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful and the powerful and the blessed story of creation that you lay out before us in this powerful chapter, Genesis chapter 1. And thank you for how that you also introduce us to yourself, and to who you are. You are our Heavenly Father. You are our King of kings, our Lord of lords, our Creator. And so, so much more. Thank you for the wonder, the power, the grace, and the blessing of all of your word and and in a special way found in this chapter in which you introduce yourself and your word to us as well. Father, more and more, help us to be a people that fall more in love with you and with your word with every passing day and help us to grow in our understanding of how to put our faith to work and help us to grow daily in our faith as we consume your word, read and meditate on it and put our faith and trust fully in it. We thank you and praise you for the gift of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson, and Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come today to lift high your name, to exalt you, the one true and living God. Father, we're thankful that we know you, that we have uh, not just knowledge about you, but Father, we know you as as uh, you are our Father, we're your children, and we rejoice in that today. We thank you for loving us. We thank you most of all for your precious Son, Jesus, who came down from the glory and wonder and majesty of heaven to the sinful earth to die a terrible death on the cross for us. We thank you. Father, we pray for our pastors who faithfully get behind the pulpit Sunday after Sunday and and pour out the message that you've given them to share with the people. We pray, Father, that they would not become weary in well-doing, that you would encourage them, you would refresh them, and give those who um, gather in the, in the church on Sunday morning, give them hearts to encourage their pastor, to come alongside their pastor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And on an ongoing basis, we're encouraging you to pray for the ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire your prayers. And, you know, the reality is whether we like it or not, every day all of us are walking onto the battlefield of life. We're dealing with spiritual warfare every single day. We need each other's prayers. We need each other's encouragement, and we need each other to to use our gifts and our anointings to accomplish whatever God has called each of us to carry out in the world. And so one of the great ways whereby we all can bless one another 
is to pray on a daily basis for each and each, uh, and well, one another. Father, thank you, Lord, again, for all of our listeners. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each of their lives, and thank you for each person, wherever they might be in their walk with you. Father, flood them with favor, grace, peace, and mercy, and fill them anew with your spirit today. Stir us, Lord, to become much more faithful disciples of Christ, much more faithful warriors on the battlefield of life, going forward victoriously, building your kingdom, doing the work of the kingdom, and tearing down the kingdom of darkness faithfully and boldly each and every day. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, we're continuing to remind you about an event that we're inviting you to. If you're uh, within the area of Bessemer, Alabama, we're hoping you can come and be with us. We have scheduled an AFA Festival for Life scheduled to be. uh, This is for Saturday, November 5th, and the location is Word of Faith Global Ministries Church. The address, 1723 3rd Avenue North in Bessemer, Alabama. The host pastors are Pastor Reginald and Brandy Gibson. And so a Festival for Life, of course, it's a multimedia ministry event that uses movie clips, music videos, and movie trailers to help share a biblical message that will encourage the church to do two important things. One is to aggressively come alongside and support and work with the ministry of local pregnancy centers, but also an an event to help stir the church by the power of the Holy Spirit to become much more aggressive and bold in standing for life. So if you can come and be with us, we certainly hope you can be. The time is 10 a.m. Again, the address, Word of Faith Global Ministries in Bessemer, Alabama. For more information, call us here, 662-844-5036, extension 381. Hope you can be with us. If you can't be with us, please pray for the Lord to mightily anoint anoint this event and use it to stir believers to Seek to have the heart of God about the need for us to boldly be standing up for life and standing against and defeating the tragedy of abortion in our world. Hope you'll pray much if you cannot be with us. Today we're specifically uh, looking at the topic, uh, foundational chapters on faith. And, you know, something important that I want to encourage every listener to be mindful of is that God's Word tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, it tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So apparently, as we look at the Word of God, and you know, Old and New Testament, one of the clear messages about faith is that the just shall live by faith. So apparently, faith and trust in God and in His Word is not just important, it's critical to every part of our Christian life. The Word of God tells us this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. In other words, as we move and act in faith, we can please God without faith. It's impossible. That's what the Word tells us, impossible to please Him. So apparently faith is extremely important in the life of every believer. And so briefly, before we get into reading the passages, I want to share with you an article that we wrote, and it was on the AFA stand entitled, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And if you want to get a copy of it, certainly email me at joseph at afr.net. I would encourage you to email us to get it because it has some important encouragement to help you understand why all of us need to be continually learning more while growing in our faith and learning how to put our faith to work because how victorious we are in life is directly connected to how well we put our faith to work as the weapon that it is every single day. Again, the article, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. 
Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then Hebrews 11.6, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Again, Hebrews 11.6. And then Romans 1.17, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Is the word of God true? Of course it's true. It's the word of God, and his word is truth. And God always keeps his word. Well, if it is true, I'm, I am, as a believer, I'm called to believe that it is true, and I'm called to act like it's true, and I'm called to live a life acting on the truths of God's word. Now, why would this be? Well, this is true because living a life of faith is to hear the word of God so we can believe and live like it's true. Faith follows the word of God because faith trusts and obeys. It spells out very clearly that walking in faith is tremendously important to everything in the Christian life. Hebrews eleven six again says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So it is impossible to please God without faith. Once again, Romans 1.17 tells us, again, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So Romans 1.17, as well as other passages, remind us of that truth. So we see we're commanded to live by faith. So in view of the truth that without faith we cannot please God, and by his command the just shall live by faith, we need to clearly understand a very important truth. Faith and living by it are extremely important for all believers everywhere. So every believer would be wise to decide to become a lifelong student of faith. In other words, we would be wise to continually seek to build our faith and to continually learn more about faith and how to put it to work in our lives and in our world. We'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As today we're looking at the topic Foundational Chapters on Faith. We'll be right back.
The music of Dansen Oyekan with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking, focusing on the topic, Foundational Chapters on Faith. And uh, we're sharing from an article that I wrote entitled, A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And continuing that article, Romans 1.17 tells us, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So we see we are commanded to live by faith. So in view of the truth that without faith we can't please God and by his command the just shall live by faith, we need to clearly understand that a very important that this very important truth, faith and living by it, are extremely important for all believers everywhere. So every believer would be wise to decide to become a lifelong student of faith. And in other words, we'd be wise to continually seek to build our faith and to continually learn more about faith and how to put it to work in our lives and in our world. The Word of God lets us know that every believer has some faith. Romans 12, 3 tells us, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So every believer has a measure of faith. Yet we're wise to understand that our faith can grow and increase according to God's word. And it should continually be a goal for all believers to grow and develop our faith, to become stronger and stronger in every area of our lives. Romans 10, 17 tells us, or reminds us, it lets us know our faith can grow when it says, so then faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So then a believer can grow and increase his or her faith by reading, studying, and meditating on the word of God. We as believers are to trust and put our faith and hope in God's word. And of course, the Bible is true. We live a life of faith as we trust the word of God and a lifestyle of and live a lifestyle of acting on the word of God. Hebrews 4, 2 says, For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Again, I'm going to read that verse again. Hebrews 4, 2. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Keep in mind that living a life of faith is a life in which you need to know how to turn the switch of faith on in your life. In other words, it's important to know how to activate and focus your faith and use it to overcome in any circumstance you may find yourself in in life. In the challenges we face every day in our lives, whether we win or lose a battle is dependent on putting your faith to work. Knowing how to use and apply your faith makes all the difference in the world. 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. If we want to live a victorious Christian life, we need to put our faith to work in our lives every day of our lives. This is how we live a life that pleases God and that builds the kingdom of God. Read and meditate on the Word of God every day. Learn to stand on the promises of God's Word. Grow in your understanding that God and His Word can be trusted. You and I are wise to decide to be students in the school of faith who learn more and more about how to use our faith. Why? Because one of our goals is to grow in our knowledge of how to live a life that pleases and honors God. And this is a life of faith and trust in Him. 
2 Peter 3.18 tells us, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let's be lifelong students who never graduate. Let's keep learning and growing in faith and knowledge of him. Again, the title of the article is A Lifelong Student in the School of Faith. And if you'd like to get a copy of it, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Reading now from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. This chapter is often referred to as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And keep in mind, when you read it, keep in mind, our goal is not just to remind ourselves of the great exploits of faith of these individuals. Certainly, that's a wonderful thing to do. But our goal is to grow to where we can understand how we, too, can walk in victory as these persons did as they, as we read and meditate on their lives of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly if they had called to mind that country from which they'd come out, they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding, that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph 
and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured to seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you once again for this powerful chapter that helps us to grow in our understanding of the centrality and the great importance of us living a life of faith. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of wisdom and grace that would encourage us to go after developing and strengthening our faith every single day. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of mercy that would stir us to be believers that are wise enough to seek to build and strengthen and nourish our faith every single day. More and more teach us to be a people, Lord, that walk by faith and not by sight faithfully each and every day. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Well, in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, a portion of this chapter is a great chapter to read often because it reminds us of the importance of following the Lord courageously and boldly in our obedience to what God calls us to do. Joshua chapter 1, starting at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, 
from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you, and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you this side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words, in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Verses 1 through 18, all of Joshua chapter 1. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word and obey your word. Father, anoint us all afresh today with the spirit of boldness. Help us to know, Lord, that if we're going to faithfully follow you, we must be bold and courageous in view of the fact that there's so many ways in which Satan will bring fear and intimidation against us. Empower us to be the bold church, the bold servants you would have us to be walking in that boldness and our obedience every single day. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're looking at foundational chapters on faith. We'll be right back. of 
the music of Elevation Church with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic of foundational chapters on faith. And we've looked at Genesis chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 11, Joshua chapter 1. And we're going to look briefly in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12, uh, as we look at the life of the person that's referred to as the father of faith in the word of God, Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say, You are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Verses 1 through 20, Genesis chapter 12. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this powerful chapter, a chapter that teaches us some, just some insights through the life of Abraham, the father of faith. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that through his life, we can see that obedience to your word, very simply and very foundationally, is just critical for everyone. We're all called to hear your word and obey it. Help us to grow an understanding of the fact that faith is not complicated. As we simply hear your word and obey you, we're putting our faith to work We're walking in obedience and we're honoring you and pleasing you as we live a life of faith and obedience to your word. And help us to be mindful too, Lord, that 
even when we make mistakes. Your grace is sufficient to help us as we keep our faith and trust in you. Thank you for the opportunity for us to live and walk by faith. And when we do mess up, when we stumble, you're a God that helps us to uh, repent and ask for forgiveness and get back up and keep right on walking by faith. Thank you for that blessed opportunity. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're looking now in the book of Psalms, uh, the passage which may very well be one of, if not the most favorite scripture in all of the Word of God, all of the Word of God, all over the world. Psalm 23, Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the Excuse me, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, six short verses, but Psalm 23 is a powerful, powerful psalm for many reasons. But amongst other things, it's a weapon for, for putting your faith to work as well. Not only is it a nice and beautiful psalm to read, but it's a powerful tool for us to stand on every day. I would encourage challenge and encourage every listener memorize psalm 23 speak it often every day reminding god that you're standing on the promises of this powerful passage i'm going to read it one more time psalm 23 beginning at verse 1 once again the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verses 1 through 6, again, a wonderful psalm, a psalm of faith, a psalm that's, again, a great tool to memorize and to speak often every single day, standing on the promises found therein. Looking further in the book of Psalms, Psalm 91 is one pretty regularly we're encouraging believers to pray Psalm 91 every day in view of the fact that it's a powerful tool for divine protection for and blessing of our health and protection from the dangers and evils of this world. Psalm 91, beginning at verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, 
nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, we thank you for those we've lifted up today and all those that are part of our listening family. Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God, in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the foul or snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. So we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high our habitation, no evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, reading Psalm 91 and praying Psalm 91 again. And keep in mind, if you if you still would like to get a copy of a prayer based on Psalm 91, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share it with you. Our encouragement to every single listener, to every believer is pray Psalm 91 absolutely every day. Pray it every day for over yourself and over your family. Why? Because we live in a dangerous, crazy world, and no one can protect us like the Lord can. And our part of wisdom is to pray it daily, and parents were wise to teach and train our children to memorize it and to pray it as every day as well, because they too are warriors that step out on the same battlefield you and I as adults step out on every day. Parents, it's teach and train our children to memorize and to, and to pray it every day as well. Well, as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. It's a wonderful day to fully commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The wisest, the wise decision of life is the decision to choose to commit your heart and life to Jesus Christ and to return and to receive eternal salvation. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer from your heart? and commit your heart and life to him even now. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came to this world a very long time ago. You lived. 
You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much are wanting to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely would like to get into your possession some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Resources, prayer tools, we're glad to share them with you. Again, simply email, email us joseph at afr.net. And of course, if you want a copy of the Article we mentioned, a lifelong student in the School of Faith, same e- email, just email us, joseph at afr.net, or any of the other resources we provide, evangelism, discipleship resources, and prayer tools, we're glad to share them. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.